dead? Not actually? Alright, let's go. Alright. Should we start? Alright, let's yep. go. Alright. What's up, Metalheads? Israel, Brian, Vince, Metal Swap Talk. Uh, God. It's been a good run, right? We're almost there. Uh, Saturday, October 19th, 2000. We're not retiring like you made us sound like. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, but we've been working up to this moment, uh, and we're really stoked. This Saturday, October 19th, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., Metal Swap Meet. Finally, it's here. Uh, for those of you who have been waiting for a whole year for this to happen, it is finally here. So we are very stoked about this, right, partner? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about what's going to be going on on Saturday. So for those of you who already saw this on our live video earlier this week, uh, you can skip past all that, um, get to the interview sections, and we have a couple of, uh, um, you know, on the on the spot. What, what interviews are we going to have? Let's go over that. Yes, we have interviews with our buds in Immolation. Uh, so that's really cool. They played down here on last Thursday. So we chatted up with Immolation. So that's going to be really fun. And then Brian and Vince took a trip out up to Santa Ana, right? We did. Yeah, yeah we went up and saw the Enforcer and what was the other band? Uh, Warbringer. 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 And uh, we interviewed on uh, Razor Radio with, uh, yeah, with with our good friends up there. So yep. we're gonna go into that later. Um, we're gonna talk about Metal Swap Meet for a little while, and then we're gonna do the uh, interview with Immolation, and then finally we'll play the interview we did on Razor Radio. Yeah, Andy Ford and Tanner Poppet, our buds up there in uh, mm-hmm. Orange County. So make sure to check that out. So, like we said. You've already seen, uh, you know, the Metal Swap Me portion of it on our live broadcast. If not, get ready for excitement and uh, spellbind. Do it. All right. So <laughs> you already know the date, uh, October 19th, this Saturday. Uh, time, VIPs will be in at 10 a.m. If you were lucky enough to get a VIP pass this year, uh, there was a good amount of you people who did that, um, which was really surprising. Almost sold out. We had 100 mm-hmm. available, I think. We sold over 80. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And Which we is great. thank all of you who who supported the, the VIP, uh, the measure, all of you diehards out there who've been supporting this, who got the VIP. We really appreciate it. It is, it is one of those things that you are responsible for the swap meet that's coming up for next year. So you have... Uh, how many uh, attendees were last year? Yeah. Who knows? I'm not sure. I don't think we kept track last I year. I don't know. I would say somewhere between 800 and 1,000. Yeah. About 800,000. Uh, we've had more in the past, so I think this year we, we might be breaking some records. We hope to be, uh, yeah. if you all show last up. Last year was a little bit, we didn't even know if we are going to have it, so it was kind of <laughs> done last minute. Yeah, it was this very, is, very uh, last minute. 10th anniversary huh, of this metal swap meet. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, oh, we should show the banner. Yeah. Like, I mean, you guys have seen this online, but. Yeah. We got our, we got we, our banner. We had a here. banner printed. Thank you, Delmar Blue. Delmar Blueprint. Get your printer needs done there. Awesome, awesome people, and they printed up this cool banner yep. um, with Night Demon in our 10th anniversary. You got Kate over there. <laughs> Great. Um, so VIPs, as I was saying, are 10 a.m. Um, so those of you who are VIPs, what do, what do they get, uh, Brian? Uh, they get in early, one hour early at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. They also get a metal swap meet tote bag for this year. It's just a designed just for this year mm-hmm. um cool which one. is the artwork from uh from arnold barba um they also get five dollars off a merch item 
-hmm. from our merch booth. And they also get a um, a VIP laminate and lanyard. Um, and they also like got to feel good about themselves about supporting Metal Squad. Me. Poster as well, right? Oh, they do get a poster. Yeah. yeah. Get a poster as well. Yeah, I'll be I'll be up uh, pretty late on Wednesday night printing them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be there having a great old time yeah. printing up your stuff. Um, and you get to, to get first dibs at, on merch, which is always kind of cool. I know uh, us metalheads are always kind of want to be the, the first ones in line to get on everything a lot of yeah. us are i think and yeah the last few years uh there's quite a few people in the vip that come up and uh get their first dibs and come and get some stuff and then take off and go to the next booth and yeah no they're on top of it and we do really the one hour dash through all the booths yeah. right <laughs> yep so they can get the exclusive stuff the stuff that's out of print um all the cool stuff that all of our vendors have and how many vendors do we have this year Vince? i think we have about uh 55 i believe mm -hmm. yeah i think this is this is the most uh, amount of vendors that we have had so far. Yeah, I think it's closer to 60 because I don't think we were counting our sponsors who are vendors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty close to 60. Yeah. And it keeps growing. So we are really, really stoked about that, that you're going to have plenty of stuff to pick from, plenty of, uh, of, uh, of different types of vendors, vinyl, CDs, um, DVDs, uh, even VHS I've seen. Um, seven inches. Maybe Betamax. Cassette. Maybe Betamax. Laserdisc. Laserdisc, yeah. yeah. Really? Laserdisc? Uh, I think it's not the reanimated awesome. records. Cool place. Cool. If you haven't seen yeah. it yet. You know, t-shirts. 78s? <laughs> I used to have a couple of those old uh, Edison <laughs> records that were real thick. Yeah, those are 78 RPMs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeves, short sleeves, uh, women's clothing, which is it's one of those things that you don't find too much. Women's gear. I, yeah. There's tons Sadistic of that sort of stuff. The fixings is going to be there. A lot of cool stuff. Dresses, all kinds of, of, of neat stuff that's happening there. Um, so for those of you who are, um, general admission is at 11 a.m. It is all ages and it's ten dollars. Cash only, right? Cash only. Only cash is real. Like uh, cash, yeah. You know, like uh, was it? Um, God, Tom G. <laughs> Tom G. Warrior used to say, right? <laughs> only cash is real. <laughs> Celtic Frost. Good, good timing on that one. Yeah, yeah I know. Finally. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> $10 cash only. There are some ATMs on site, but please bring cash because the majority of the vendors use cash. Some will take card, but hey, come on. It's old school, right? You used to go to the swap meet. You go to the swap meet nowadays. Um, you take cash. So, hey, you know, um, to, the, to the good old days of, uh, you know, capitalism. Uh, <laughs> uh, a kid's 1200 are free. So bring your kids. It's a it's a family event. It's, it's gonna be a good time. Uh, it's definitely family friendly. So we're we're very stoked about that. Uh, DJ Caton's gonna be there at what time? Uh, he will start playing music, I believe, at eleven. He might even you might even if you're a VIP, you'd probably start hearing him like warming up no. No, <laughs> by ten. He's a war horse. Yeah, he's like committed to playing the whole day. I, I think I gotta get closer. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, yeah, so Caton will be playing all day. Um, so he says. So if he if he wants to take a break, one of us could take over. But Caton is a is a badass human being and a ambassador for heavy metal. So uh, go up and give him a high five. Yeah, man, because he's he's definitely one of the bigger supporters that we have. That's uh, you know in the metal scene, uh, especially up north. <laughs> For the metal swap, I mean, for uh, any for metal in, in general, he's always been a, a humongous yeah. supporter. 
He's all over the place. I mean, for for a person who's been uh, in a band like Hyrex, who's played all over the world, who who has been international all this time, he's always kept it local, which which always, you know, is is a, it makes your heart warm when when you see somebody who's been in the scene for such a long time who still supports the underground. Um, you know, which I think we consider ourselves DIY, do-it-yourself, underground sort of operation. And he's always been very supportive of what we do, so we really appreciate him coming down and, and you know, entertaining entertaining all the fans. And he's, he's a great ambassador for, for heavy metal around the world. So we're lucky to have him on, uh, you know, coming down on Saturday. He's like the Bob Hope of heavy metal. <laughs> there you go. That's a great analogy. <laughs> It's like the ball entertain the troops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Entertain, entertain the the metal troops, right? Uh, uh, Alien Weaponry, who will be down in San Diego on Saturday, uh, playing at Soda Bar, uh, will be hanging out with us at Metal Salami. They will have a booth there early in the morning. So for those of you who are going to the show at night, you will actually get first dibs on merchandise for alien weaponry at metal swampy before they go to the to, to go to the to the soda bar yeah so, and you get to meet the guys yeah. and hang out i mean they're a unique band yep uh with a very unique background absolutely absolutely yeah they're very young a very young a newer band i mean most of the guys i think uh one of them 17 the other one just turned 18 um those guys are, are have you know shot up really quick uh, with a, a unique blend of, of, of metal and, and the traditional Maori, um, you know, uh, language, and a, a, a huge, uh, you know, influence of their uh, New Zealand uh, Maori background, which is really cool. And they're going to be hanging out with us, doing a signing at 1 p.m. Uh, that Saturday. So make sure to stop by the booth, pick up some merch, and, and say hi to the guys. And uh, they're in the middle of a, of a long tour with uh, Black Label Society. And uh, one of the shows that they're doing that they're headlining on their own is going to be uh, in San Diego that night at the Soda Bar. So stop by and, and say hi to those guys and get your stuff signed, get some cool merch, and, you know, pick their brain. See, see what it's like when you're 17, 18 years old traveling the world and playing heavy metal, which is not very common. This is a tough life. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it could be. Yeah. Uh, one of the other bands that we just announced recently this week that is coming down for signing is uh, <clears throat> excuse me uh, Witherfall um, signed to Nuclear I mean to um, Century Media Records uh, one of those uh, progressive power metal bands that's been on the rise the last few years they're from Los Angeles um, some of you have seen them on tours with with a, a bunch of huge groups they just did a I think they just did some Japanese dates they've done several European tours, uh, Metal Fest in, in Europe and the US. They just were announced for uh, for Prog Power USA in Atlanta, the biggest uh, progressive metal festival in the US. And they were one of the few, one of the first bands to get announced to that. So we're really stoked to have those guys come down. And uh, the vocalist, uh, Joseph Michael, who sings also in Sanctuary, who took over after World Dane, who, who unfortunately passed away uh, a while back. So then, He's been doing that. And uh, Jake, who's the guitar player for Witherfall, who is actually uh, the second guitar, the lead guitar player for Iced Earth. So those guys will be coming down uh, doing a, a signing with us at 2 Never PM. heard of them. Yeah, never heard of them. Iced Earth? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> <laughs> They're not uh, playing that night, are they? Uh, no, Witherfall is not playing that night. They actually just decided to come down and be a part of the metal swap meet, which is 
an absolute honor for us and we're really happy to have to have them down here they're gonna bring tons of merch as well so stop by the booth they're gonna have vinyl they're gonna have shirts they're gonna have all kinds of cool stuff uh the new album that's out on uh, century media records they will have for sale so stop by and say hi to those guys and uh they will have a lot of stuff to sign for you and we're really really happy to have those guys on board because they are one of those bands that's been rising rather quickly uh, but I know they've been they've been hard at it, and I know uh, some of the members play in White Wizard as well, right? I think it's some ex-members, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, ex-members from, from White Wizard. But who hasn't been in White Wizard? Yeah, I know. I think Vince was at White Wizard yeah. at one time point, yeah. right? No, no. All right. He's a Black bra- Wizard. He's a, he's a Brown Wizard. <laughs> brown Wizard. Red Wizard. Right. Very good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we started later today, guys. Sorry. Uh, uh, and uh, the, 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 the main chorus that day is going to be Night Demon, who's going to be uh, playing at 5 p.m. Uh, we are really excited about this band. We, we have been listening to these guys for a while. And one of these other internet, one of the other international bands that is, that is hanging out with us on, on Metal Swamp Beat. Um, I think the, the theme for this year we, has been kind of a, Getting bands who who are fairly new, I guess new you could say, but at the same time who have risen through the ranks rather quickly, who have put in their time, who have been playing internationally for many years, and who have finally come to the surface as as these these really talented talented groups. I think. Yeah, Night Demon are um, pretty cool. They they kind of remind me of like old Diamond Head. Um, they're a power three piece. Um, I would. I would, th- I would throw them in the new wave of British heavy metal kind of genre, mm-hmm. even though they're from L.A. Um, they just kind of capture Ventura that. County. Yeah, they kind of just capture that whole um, scene, in my opinion. No, um, and then they're just about to, uh, basically the last performance before they go on, on tour in Europe is going to be at Metal Swap Meet. So we're kind of, we're very lucky that this has happened. Um, we're catching them between tours, and they will be going on tour for about a month and a half with Sacred Reich in Europe right after uh, the metal swap meet so we're very stoked to have them uh, to have them uh, be at metal swap meet and uh, they will be doing a signing as well at 3 p.m. at metal swap meet so come and hang out say hi buy some merch they'll have tons of stuff there a lot of exclusive stuff that they don't normally have they will have there for metal swap meet yeah they said they were like bringing the thunder and they're bringing some rare merch Ooh. Oh, I like that <laughs> alright uh Sorry about the video cutoff. So, anyways, uh, Peter Best, he will be at Metal Swap Me this year. Right, Vince? Yes, sir. Oh, excited about that. Um, and he's got a new book out, which we are very, very happy about. Yep. It's called Defenders of the Faith. He will have it for sale there. And we have an exclusive for you to see it here at Metal Swap Talk. Yep. So, this is a really nicely made book. book. Um, it's uh, got an embossed feel to the cover. Um, really thick, um, beautiful glossy pages with his amazing photography um, of the battle vests and stuff. Um, and Peter's actually bringing some of his uh, limited edition versions of this book, which I think this is one of them. Yeah, it is. Um, I just opened it up, but it comes in this nice, uh, beautiful slipcase. Uh, slip case. Mm-hmm. Um, so it. Yeah, it sends it on there. Cool. And I believe it comes with some patches and some other stuff. I didn't I didn't even intend to like open up his boxes that he <laughs> sent here for us to bring with us. 
Um, We're sorry, I, ho Pete. I hope he doesn't mind. Um, but this is a beautiful book. It really yep. is. Um, but we are lucky to have this guy at the Metal Swap Me yep. this year. Oh, and you're going to have first dibs on the limited edition and as well as the regular edition. And if you buy him there, uh, I guarantee you he's going to sign it. Yeah, I think it just oh. came out last week. I yeah, it did. It did recently come out. He had a big, um, you know, release party out in New York, New York and a few other shows. Oh, it comes with patches, There's some too, of the patches. So I'm not sure what it comes with, but I grabbed a handful yeah. of patches that were in the box. And there's some, I don't know, this is really a cool thing that he's doing if you don't have a metal vest then he's gonna hook you up with the first patches so you could fill start filling it up me yeah some of you guys from the last swap meet might even uh, be in that book yep right yes he was down uh, uh at the metal swap meet the last uh last few years he's been working on this book for the last like three or four years from what i've i, I think i've heard yeah um and he was at swap meet taking pictures of some of the vests that that some of our our cool attendees had. Yeah, you, you uh, might be in the book. Yeah, so you might be in the book. And if you were Like, not book, your face, but, like, no. just the vest you were wearing. Nobody cares about your face. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Your, your face would not help with the, the sales, but... Yeah, yeah. Your, your vest, your vest might well. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You have a cool patch or whatever. Uh, you might be in there. So definitely stop by his, his uh, booth. He's going to be there all day. And he's going to have the book there for sale and, and, and to sign. And um, if you uh, have... If you're familiar with his... Work with uh, a true Norwegian black metal, an amazing book that we we also have as well. Um, you know, definitely stop by and pick up one of these books because it's it's one of a kind. And it's, it's a beautiful book. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. So very very stoked to have him back again. Who he's been a friend of Swap for for a few years. So so we're very happy to have him back. Um, for those of you who uh, like to partake in the drinking, nope. Well, sometimes we do. Um, we have a, a special offer, right? Right. Oh yeah. Um, so the metal swap meet location is kind of a trippy place. There's a lot of different businesses in this park. Um, I would say there's like seven or eight different breweries. Mm -hmm. Um, but two of these breweries are giving you hooking you up with discounts. So what you got to do is when you go to a line brewing or setting sun sake, um, just go in there, check in on your uh, Instagram or, um, Facebook and, Show your phone to the bartender. They'll give you a dollar off your drink. Wow. No questions asked. Just pretty good. check in, show it to them, dollar off. So that can add up to, you know, a whole t-shirt from one of our vendors. <laughs> if you drink like us. Yeah. Maybe a, that would be like a hoodie in my case. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. No, there's also a special uh, beer, right? There is. Uh, Lime Brewing has uh, sucked up with uh, with uh, settings on Sake Brewing and with ourselves, and they come up with a Lager X, a Mexican Lager, uh, a, a metal swap meat special for, for that particular day. It's a very refreshing uh, Mexican Lager, uh, good craft beer. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, get yourself one of those. Um, get a dollar off of it when you check in as well. Um, it's gonna be a long day, so you wanna you wanna keep hydrated, especially with some with some good Mexican Lager. Yeah, that's our. Uh... You know, close to the border, border town, um, fest beer. Mm -hmm. And we're not German. We're like kind of Spanglish. So, yeah. you know, that's our fest beer. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. So stop by and pick one of those up. Yeah. And that'll be available at Align Brewing also. And, uh, Standing Sun Sake, you can get it there. Both locations. Yep. Both locations. Yes. I'm, I'm going to be chugging that all day. Be checking it both and get a dollar off each one too. Dollar off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, Setting Sun Sake, they're going to have some special cocktails on hand. Um, and those are the, uh, 
Hell's Gate. It's a it's a sake cocktail with uh, with ghost pepper. Uh, it's a ghost pepper simple syrup, and uh, um, what's the other ingredient on there? On um, I believe it's a uh, um, what is that? Ginger beer, I think. Ginger beer. Okay. Ginger beer, ice, sake, and uh, ghost pepper yeah. uh, simple syrup. Very refreshing as Which well, with a little bit of a kick. It burn your face off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> burn your face off. Put a dollar off of yeah. burning your face off. Yeah, if you if you show your check in, you check in. Don't do it. Um, the other cocktail that they have there is called Angel's Holocaust, which is the same kind of cocktail but without the uh, without the pepper. So you can kind of, uh, you know, if you're if you're not a fan of the spicy it's like, stuff, it's like the wussy version of that, yeah. that beer, <laughs> or of that cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they also have some of last year's uh, sake. They do, Vince. Thank you so much for bringing that up. So they still have a few select bottles of the. Uh, Ronin Black, which was a co- collaboration between us, uh, Setting Sun Sake, and our friends at Alesmith. Um, so they still have bottles of these, a uh, limited release. So if you want to pick one up it, as a keepsake, this stuff is delicious. And what's in it, Brian? Because I, I keep it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's their um, their sake that's been aged in um, that Speedway Stout, Speedway Stout mm-hmm. bourbon barrels. Yeah. Yeah, so before they aged the sake in it, it was it was housing um, Speedway Stout, uh, the the bourbon barrel aged version. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna have like a boozy, but also kind of woody uh, chocolate flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, it's smoky chocolate kind of flavor, I think, and it's delicious. So, um, so it's definitely a keepsake too because it's uh, you know this is from last year and it has our logo on it. Yeah, uh, it's the only bottle that we've ever done that has our logo on it, which is cool and. I'm pretty damn stoked. I'm not going to make it again. No. No, this is it. This is the last uh, batch that they have. And so pick one up uh, and, uh, you know, celebrate with us. It's 10 years that we've been doing this thing. So, uh, you know, get a little keepsake so you can have a drink uh, for our 11th or 15th or 20th or whatever. Save it for a special occasion or something. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of Alesmith, aren't they uh, down the street or around there too? Mm -hmm. As well as a lot of other breweries and across the street. Yeah, Alesmith's like a... You know, about a half a mile away or so. Um, McKellar is almost walking distance from there. I would say, I would say they're, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty fit guy, so it's pretty walking distance from me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, you can jog there backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no problem. But you know, <laughs> maybe some of you need to take an Uber. Yeah, yeah. Um, or uh, one of those scooters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so McKellar is a good place to go. I mean, especially if you're in the hazy IPA and also the Imperial Stout. That's kind of what they specialize in, and also coffee stouts. Yeah. Um, but we're, right where we're at, we have tons of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're into the craft beer, and you know, we got we got sake, we got cider, we got uh, mead, we got uh, multiple breweries, we got wine, we got spirits, we got everything. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to really roam too far to to find some good stuff. And plenty of good food options too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's sushi. There's a uh, Mexican food place. There's a, uh, um, you know, all kinds of good options. Vegetarian. The uh, Good Seed is yeah. a, a great uh, mm-hmm. restaurant right right across the street. There's a, of course, Full Metal Burgers, which has been with us for the last mm. couple of years. Who Delicious. Are, if you like burgers, they don't make the dry ass ones where you bite into it and you just just need like uh, gallons of water. They they know how to make. It. No, the burgers are great. So, yeah. um, you know stop by and, and they'll be right on site so you know get yourself a burger 
um, you know, coat the stomach with some um, with some good food before you uh, hit the beers, or maybe after. Who knows? Um, uh, people have been asking about parking. There's plenty of parking on site. Uh, on the street, off-street parking, that's what we prefer with everybody parks. Um, <clears throat> yeah, by the time you get there, the lot we're at, it, at is going to be full. Yeah. Uh, just park along the street or uh, take a ride share. That would be your best deal. Um, yeah, it's right there in the middle of Miramar. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a lot of a, a warehouse spaces and stuff like that. Uh, so there's tons of uh, parking along the street, but... You know, if you have friends or whatever, you please carpool. It, it'll make it a lot easier for you, a lot of it easier for us. Um, there's, uh, you know, public transportation options as well, but they are kind of limited because it is the Miramar area. Industrial. You, yeah. you can get there by uh, public transportation. However, uh, we recommend maybe, you know, uh, taking an Uber. You know, might be easier or Lyft or what have you. Yeah. Uh, it might be easier for you and you don't have to deal with the buses or whatever because it's a Saturday. So uh, bus service sometimes is, is limited. Um, uh, bring cash, right? Did we cash. talk about that already? I don't know. Just bring cash. Yeah. Don't think your card's gonna work there. Not every, not all these vendors take uh, cards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a swap meet. You, you, just, you know, yeah. flea market. Just uh, bring cash. It's just easier. Yeah, I think the sushi place has. Uh, they have an ATM that'll ATM, that'll charge you more money. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not free. More than likely, it'll it'll run out of money by the time you know if you get there after noon or what have you. Um, on the main uh, main road, Miramar, there's a couple banks, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, stuff like that. There's ATMs all up and down that yeah. place. So just bring cash. It's just easier. Bring cash. Yeah, yeah. Stop somewhere on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Way. Pick up some cash. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just easier. Um, we have uh, over 50 metal vendors, right, Vince? Yeah, I think he's close to 60 now. Close to 60, Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> Including our sponsors and uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, about 60 vendors, and where we're going to put them, <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> hey, we'll make room. If we, if we fit in uh, Queen Bees the way we were, we'll fit out here. Oh, man. It's outdoors for those It's way better than Queen Bees for, yeah. you, for you old school people. Yes. <laughs> this is a lot bigger. A lot bigger and a lot better. And it's outside. Um, yeah. And uh, a big shout out to our sponsors, um, uh, Dark, Dark Muscle. Dark Muscle Apparel. <laughs> Uh, Coffee and Metal are buddies there who are going to be running around filming and doing all kinds of hijinks and shit, so talk for those guys. Um, uh, Rock Invasion, who's been with us for seven years already, Bending, uh, who are sponsored this year. We really appreciate Badass. them as well. Awesome people, awesome people. And our friends on Locking Shock, who have some of the best uh, you know, metal merchandise, the best shirts that you probably will, will find somewhere. Been with us for a while, too. Been with us for a while as well. They're coming down from, from Los Angeles and who've been there. We've been to a lot of different festivals, Ozfest, um, you know, Scandinavian uh, Death Fest, and they are all over the place. They have really quality, great stuff. So, so please stop by. They'll be by the by the entrance. So, uh, definitely check them out. Uh, we've mentioned this before. It's all ages. Um, you know, ten dollars all ages. Uh, kids twelve under are free. Um, we're gonna have our swap meet banner, um, which we had last year. Some of you took pictures there. What have you? I've seen it on the last uh, Metal yeah. Swap Talk episode. Yeah, the big white banner with yep. uh, our logos, mm-hmm. uh, Setting Sun and uh, Aerosmith's logo on it. We're going to bring that out and uh, take photos in, of you folks in front of it. Um, post it on our social media. But we'd also like you to grab a Sharpie and, uh, you know, write some on it. You know, like, uh, thanks for a good 10 years. Um, you know, 
fuck you, Brian, you're an asshole. <laughs> you, know, you know, like sentimental stuff like that. Yeah, just uh, sign it. Uh, let us know you were there. Um, like we said, this is our 10th year, and we want to make something special out of it. So that banner is going to be kind of like the, uh, the, the, the wedding book, you know. Yeah, kind of and thing. we're, we're going to, you know, when, when we do, you know, videos like this, we're going to mm-hmm. still keep it behind us with, yeah. you know. With your messages. With, with your messages, thoughts. you know, the, the, the kind things you're going to say about us. <laughs> we're also uh, going to try to record some live segments or record some stuff for the next uh, Metal Swap Top episode. Yeah. They're at the Swap Meet as well, so... I'm, Maybe you'll be in it. Yeah, we'll see you. Uh, we're going to be rolling around, so... Yeah, um, you, know, you can be out. a star. Okay, everybody. If uh, So, VIP are sold out, but if you want to uh, win VIP, here's what you could do. Uh, you could like this post. Um, leave a comment under it. Just say, like, you know, Metal Swap sucks or whatever. <laughs> whatever you want. Why do you always got to be so negative, man? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know? I just... Could be you know? just like Vince is handsome as fuck. Vince, Vince uh, is a badass. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I then have your baby. And then share this post. Um, and then we'll randomly pick a winner um, to get two tickets of VIP uh, for Metal Swap Meet. Holy crap! What does that include again? Yeah, that, that that gets you in an hour early. That gets you a poster. That gets you a a uh, tote bag, and it Take gets you um, a laminate and lanyard. And five and five dollars off, off a, a, a off a merch item. Good from, lord! From uh, Metal Swap Meets table. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and do that. You can't got nothing to lose, and uh, would help support us. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So we uh, had the luck of uh, talking to uh, Immolation last Thursday, right, Vince? Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, those guys are amazing. Good yeah. Good, good, amazing show. Um, Immolation is always goddamn so good when they're when they're live and. Uh, we had the chance to talk to uh, Rob or Bob or Bob. Bob. Yeah, it is Bob. Bob Vigna, uh, uh main guitar player for, for Immolation, who's been there f- since day one since the band came about. So we chatted a little bit about um, you know, a lot of different subjects. And so we're, we were kind of happy to, to actually have you know such a, a legendary uh, person hang out with us for a bit. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Israel and Vince from Metal Swap Talk, hanging out with... Uh, from Immolation. Hey, what's up, guys? Bob, how's it going, man? Thanks for hanging out good, with us good. tonight. Good, Get my cord ready here. Okay, yeah, now we're set. You don't want to strangle yourself with that now. thing. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, the final run of the uh, Atonement Tour, a North American leg of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it? How's it been so far? Oh, it's been it's been great. I mean, we've been having a lot of good shows. Uh, Bloating Cantation's a great band. We toured with them for like a week at the end of the Decibel Tour in the beginning of the year. So when we came out, we wanted to... You know, do something kind of simple, but, you know, with a good band, you know, because instead of having a crazy tour, we figured it was best to just have one really good band with us, and, and it worked out. They said, yeah, and uh, we're, we're all here now. So, so it was good. It was a good combination, and the tour's been going great. Um, you know, we started off in, in New York area, and we did, like, three or four shows in, in the New York area, in Jersey area, in Philly, and they were all phenomenal. And... And the run's been going really good, you know. The whole the whole thing's been really good, and uh, there's a lot of tours going on out there at this time. <laughs> so we've been holding our own. So you know, <laughs> no, I, I, also, I, I, you know, uh, all the guys were like, "All right, let's see how it goes tonight." You know, a lot <laughs> of stuff coming through good, town, you know? and, and uh, so. you guys are definitely uh, one of the highlights, especially down here in San Diego. And you guys have, have been down here several times. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Uh, we've been at this place many times, and uh, it's always a good show. You know, we always have a good time here. So awesome, awesome. No well, we're very happy to have you guys here. Uh, just kind of jump into it uh uh it's been 
over 30 years since uh, the first demo. And, uh, you know, you've Going had... way back now. Yeah, it's eh, 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, 88 was the first demo. 88, yeah. the first demo. Uh, over 10 albums and uh, even more tours, man. Countless tours over the, all over the world. We heard you guys were in uh, Asia recently, just yes. came back from Asia and Australia. Yeah, we did... Um, basically, the year started off with the end of the Decibel Tour. Uh, and then after that, I think we went to... Uh, at some point, we went to South America for a few shows, which is great. We played in Colombia for the first time. And oh, great. We did Costa Rica. Mexico, Ecuador, um, so it was a you know really good time there. And then uh, then we did a few European festivals, so that was needed. So we wanted to do a few of those. So that was great, like uh, Hellfest and Brutal Assault and uh, such, such like that. And then uh, then we did the Asia thing, which was like that was like three weeks. <laughs> so we did like you know we did like. Uh, Eight shows in Asia, and then we did um, three in Australia and three in Japan. So. Non-stop. Pretty much. I mean, you fly to every show, so you know we had a couple of days here and there, but most of it was just uh, most of it was just flying every show. Yeah, that's our sound man going back and forth. He's oblivious, so forgive him. He's French. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but uh, anyway. Uh, it's been it's been it's been good. It's been a long it's been a long run, but we're happy because we wanted to get out here and kind of finish out the atonement record with a bang. You know what I mean? And this whole past few months has been just phenomenal, like a nonstop. You know, and, and we're having a ball. You know, it's it's tough at times, but you know, yeah. you know look, we're coming here, we're playing metal. How bad oh, could it be? <laughs> you guys are a machine. I mean, it definitely going on. From what I hear, it's a 41 days straight on this current tour, and you guys are about halfway through, and you guys keep chugging along. Um, Immolation seems to sound fresh every single album. How do you keep up with that? How do you keep doing it? Uh, we, we just do our best, you know. You want to write the best you can, you know what I mean? It's just like I'm sure anybody else out there, they do the same thing. They just want to write music that's the best you can make it, make good music with us. We want to make it heavy, we want to make it dark, and we just want to do as good a job as we can, you know? I mean, you, you always want to outdo yourself, but you can't go into it like that. You just, when you're writing music, you just gotta go with the feeling and, you know, whatever works. And once you feel it's where it's gotta be, then you move on to the next one, you know? And, absolutely, and that's it, absolutely. You know? And uh, song by song, we get the record done. But I mean, you know, we always just try, we try to incorporate different things as best we can. Uh, but you know, after 100 songs and 10 albums, it gets harder, but, <laughs> but we're getting there. <laughs> We still got a few songs written already. You try to so, get more, uh, finding new ways to get creative, I imagine, right? Yeah. I mean, you just kind of stumble on stuff sometimes, too, you know. So, But you just got to go with your, with your feeling. Cool. Um, changes in the music industry have been uh, basically written about to no end. Uh, the record labels do not have the money that they used to. Uh, and it's very difficult for the band to make money on a recording. Now, uh, has this affected the way you're, you're recording frequency and the, the way you record nowadays? No, we never made money on recording anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> We've always made money on the road, so that never affected us. But actually, we probably make more money now from the recordings than we used to anyway. It's just like the, the digitals, you know, you get a lot of digital stuff. And not that we're making a lot of money off that. We make money from touring. That's the bottom line, you know. It's like that, that's where we make money. So uh, that's just the way the industry is, especially nowadays. Um, but 
as long as people get the music and they hear it and they get into it, then the touring's that much better. So, I mean, that's that, that's what it's all about. And that's, for us, the best part anyway, is getting out there to the different countries, the different places, meeting different people, having a good time, playing the music, and, and seeing people in different countries and areas and getting into your music. And that's like, for us, that's like a high. You know, it's like you see them getting into it. You know, you create something and, and, and you talk to so many people that get so much out of it. And sometimes, it, sometimes it's weird for us because, you know, people like really like, you know, and it's great. I mean, that's that's awesome, but it's just like wow, you know. Sometimes it's overwhelming, you know what I mean? Very emotional. Um, yeah, and it's but it's cool, you know. To us, that's that's the best thing is that you know when people get that much out of it and they enjoy it that much, and you know, it's awesome. You know, I mean, you couldn't ask for more. So it's uh, it's cool to get out here, and that's what it's all about anyway. So. So it's a good thing that's where you can make the money because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, you, uh, you've managed to adjust to a changing market I, I guess I guess for us like I said not much change yeah. we just we just now we're getting out more frequently because we just we want to when we need to you know it's like I think back uh, the last few years we you know you try and hook up with different things and now we're just like you know what let's just do our own thing make shit happen and that's it you know and just like that's what you got to do it's just you just got to plan out you know we're, we're, it took us 30 years before we're starting to become better planners now so you know <laughs> better late than never you know <laughs> so. kind of brings me to the next question uh, Emilish has been a solid foundation for death metal uh, for a long time you know over 30 years now uh, do you find the genre of death metal still has a lot of room to expand or has the style become too narrow it's always got room to expand I mean the genres expanded all sorts of different directions whether you, you know you like them or not I mean there's all different types of you know extreme music now you know and and you know when death metal came around in the early 90s it was one way and then eventually things just kind of like took off and went in 18 million different directions and that's that's music that's okay you know it's like uh, you know what we do we've always done and we've always continued to do it in a certain way and maybe just add to it to make it you know a little like you said a little fresher a little different just do the best we can at it and take it to a different level for this band, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything's gone in any other direction other than, uh, if anything, it's come back to the roots now, which is kind of cool, because bands like Blood Incantation and uh, Necrot and, you know, a lot of these bands, newer bands or bands that have been around just a few years, are kind of getting more into the the old style, old you know, style. the the yeah. darker side of it, the, the heavy and dark stuff, more as opposed the to feeling of it, more of the emotion, and the feeling side, as opposed to just aggression, and you know what I mean. So, sure, so to us, that's what it's always been about, anyway. So it's kind of cool to see that coming around, almost like full circle, you know, with all the younger bands, and it's it's great, you know, because you have bands now. Almost every band we go to, you know, because we had a lot of local bands on this tour, because it's just us and Blood Incantation. So, which is kind of cool because you get like three, four local bands sometimes and you get most of these bands that are playing are like you know they're death metal bands or they're like they have that darker sound they have that old school kind of and it's like wow that's kind of cool you know because mm -hmm. for a long time there you know if you had local bands on the show they'd be so, something completely different you know what i mean like so it's kind of nice to see like they're all have that they're all into that kind of stuff you know and they're and you know they're kind of looking back to the roots of the music now, which is which is good. Well, which is I mean, especially when you see, see these bands that are like you know, 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, and they're playing like the dark, aggressive stuff. You're like, wow, this is that's cool, you know. And so <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Is, and, and and if you kind of look at it, it, you guys had a lot to do with that um, that influence, that whole sort of a kind of the new generation that looks at it going back to those old school roots that you guys kind of yeah I mean that's cool anyone that I mean you know they do come up to us and be like oh you inspired us blah 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 and, and that's cool it's awesome it's it's, it's flattering it's like you know it's, it's great it's a cool thing to hear 
but most importantly is the fact that they're they're kind of like into that darker side of things now with the younger people are getting more into that kind of zone which is kind of cool you know it's like it's nice to see you know Absolutely. it took a while it seems but it's nice to see because like yeah. I said everything kind of went like that and now it's kind of like coming back coming to back. where a weird circle yeah and coming back to kind of like more of that original type of sound which is kind of cool now um, your playing style is pretty intense uh, and very technical uh, which is impressive all its own uh, how did Not you that come technical. To, well, how did you? It come looks to more technical because I'm moving around a lot. <laughs> right. Well, that's the, one of the questions. It's how did you come to the swing your guitar around so much during your live performances, and still keep that, uh, still keep those riffs clean and tight, and still move that guitar around like crazy. It's an optical illusion, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's after years and years of doing it, it just kind of developed. You know, right. you know, once I cut my hair. I had to do something else and bang my head, so I was like, "All right, I don't know. Let's see what happens." And then now I'm doing, now I'm doing, now I'm doing calisthenics on stage. So right, what can right. you do? You get a good workout. Yeah, I get cardio every day. You know, everything I'm up on stage, so it's great. Cool, man. I mean, I have fun with it. You know, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy playing. You know, uh, and when the crowd's even that much more, the, the crazier the crowd, you know, sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, "Oh, I got to slow myself down because I'm yeah, like all yeah. over the place." <laughs> but uh, you know, the more intense the crowd, the more, the more into it you get. The more into it you get. You, you know, you know. So. It's that's just the way it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Um, you guys play uh, ESP guitars. Uh, what pickups, amps, and pedals do you use to get the that unique emulation sound, which well, is not easy to replicate? We've been using Fishman pickups now. Um, we just we went out to NAMM last year, and uh, uh, we met uh, the rep there, and, and we were like, okay, this uh, these sound really good. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, we were, I, I actually, when uh, Alex, he got his Millie Petrosa guitar in Europe from ESP, and it happened to have those already in there. So I had to try it out. We tried it out one day, you know, like live on stage. He was playing, and then I tried his guitar out, and I was like, yeah, these sound pretty cool. And, you know, Alex had known about them a little bit before, but and I heard them, I'm like, yeah, these sound really good. So anyway, long story short, we, that's what we play now. So, you yeah, know. they have a good natural sound. They do, and they have a lot less, a lot less noise involved, you know what I mean? It's like they, they still have the heaviness and the, a lot of clarity, but they're also not, they're not noisy, you know what I mean? That, that's what gives them the clarity. So ah, they're, they're cool. I mean, they're, they're worth checking out, for sure. I mean, we love them. And the ESP guitars are just, uh, you know, phenomenal you know yeah, like, we saw you guys at now uh, this year uh, at the esp booth uh, yes uh, and uh, i mean they have some amazing guitars yeah the they're just uh you know the super cool people the, the stuff they make is awesome and you know ever since i tried it uh chris canella who used to work for esp who's the you know the first guy that got me into them and you know he got me hooked because i was playing jackson for a while and then once he had me try the esps i was just like yeah these are really good <laughs> so, so i kind of was you know with that and now uh Tony's there now, um, and uh, he's a super cool guy, and the, the, all the staff is awesome, you know, and they're really cool people, and the instruments are amazing, you know, and uh, so we're very happy with it, very happy. And uh, like I said, the Fishman pickups, and we've been using PV heads since 2008 for the most part. I mean, we use different stuff when we're over in Europe, you know, uh, but I got these PV heads, the, trip, the triple X's back in like 2008, and I've been playing them non-stop since <laughs> haven't changed the tubes haven't done anything they've taken a few falls and they still work great so you know they're, they're getting close to probably you know I have to <laughs> maybe put them on the back burner and get some new ones soon but but yeah I mean you know so that's our basic 
set up be? Uh, the band currently uh, lives in different states from what uh, we hear, right? Yeah, we've been that way for a while now. we got uh, Alex's in D.C., uh, Steve's in Ohio, uh, Ross is in upstate New York, and I'm in downstate New York. <laughs> so so uh, how, does, how does a rehearsal and writing process work? Uh, do you record demos before entering the studio, or yeah, pretty work? much. I've been uh, for the since Majesty and the K. I was writing, write, I write on the computer. I use Ableton Live, and I write everything on the computer. So you know, once I get something written, I'll send it out to the guys, and they pretty much learn it, or you know, we'll discuss it or whatever, and then they'll learn their parts, and then we'll get together and practice a little bit. You know, it used to be basically. Because at the time, you know, basically all the records, you know, I was recording on. So I would just get all the stuff down. I'd send it to Ross and Steve. And then um, we'd meet in the studio. Never play the songs together ever. Steve would lay down his tracks. I'd lay down our tracks, whatever. We all lay down our stuff. And the album would get done. The first time we'd play this, any new songs together right. would be like the first show of the tour. Yeah. Oh, that, that's the way we would do it. Wow. We do it a little differently now. So yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> when Alex got in the band... You know, we felt it was time to maybe like, all right, maybe we should have some rehearsals before tour and before the record, you know. So we've been rehearsing before tours now, um, unless they're this close together, they're like weeks, a week apart. So, right, right. but you know, we'll get together, we'll rehearse, go over some stuff, two or three days, and then you know, and then we go on the road. Yeah, get on the road. Uh, but it's not bad. We'll drive out to Steve's or he'll come to New York. Uh, we make it work. But with, with everything, you know, everybody knows what they have to do. So as long as they got the the music in front of them, they practice. Sure. That's it. Once we get together we're okay you know uh, but the writing process is done on the computer and then now with the new record we're gonna be getting we already rehearsed like four of the new songs already together before these tours just to kind of feel them out so we're gonna be doing more of that this time for this record you know try and play together work out work out some more of the kinks I think prior to getting into the studio you know <laughs> make it better get the logistics down before you actually yeah I think it would help to have that you know I mean the way we did it was fine and it's it's worked fine for the past few releases for sure but I think it would be good to kind of get all the stuff down and then get together and rehearse it together. I think it's probably just a better thing, you know, to get that more natural feel for ourselves, you know, as far as the, you know, just kind of feel it out and feel what works. Maybe, you know, it, it's, you know, I mean, most bands do it that way. We just haven't done it that way since like years ago. So this time we'd like to do that kind of a thing, rehearse, kind of feel out the songs. So maybe, you know, we might find things that need adjustment in a different way when you're playing together for a few times, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, so sure. anyway, so that's that's the plan. Cool, cool. He's going next. He's going, Bob. Good to see you again. Likewise. Uh, you guys have had a lot of great uh, album covers and album art. Who comes up with those concepts and ideas? You guys? Yeah, I mean, pretty much Ross and I go over ideas together and we'll, we'll think of things. And, uh, you know, we basically put the ideas together. A lot of times we'll, we'll actually we'll, we'll write everything out, kind of what we're figuring on, what it means. We'll, we'll do a sketch, usually poorly done, but we'll do a sketch. And then we'll actually send the artists some of the music too, whether it's the pre-production or whatever, just so they get an idea for the feel of what's going on. So you, you guys know? pretty much have a whole idea and concept yeah, together. Yeah, pretty much. Before. And then you know, depending on the artist, you know, they'll try and uh, uh, make some adjustments. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's definitely for the better. You know, uh, and we kind of give them that freedom too. And then you know, we take it from there. So it's it's a combination. But for the most part, we come up with the concepts and and we can critique. Like with Paul Olson on the last few releases, we were able to say what we like and don't like and he's able to make changes accordingly you know and, uh, Zbigniew did the uh, inside Zbigniew 
was big enough Bialik did the inside pieces for the last one and like we kind of sketched that stuff for him and he made some adjustments you know but they, they worked out for the best too so it was like you know it, it all depends but art is weird so you kind of have to like give the artist a little play as well you know it's like another the, person in the band sometimes yeah I mean you know you have to you have to trust the artist that they're gonna you know take it into a certain direction so we always give them that somewhat freedom you know but the concepts pretty much are ours most of the time all right cool let's see uh you guys uh, lyrical themes have changed a lot in the last uh years a lot of the earlier stuff is a little bit more darker more primitive now uh it seems you guys have changed a little bit a little bit more about uh more modern times sometimes questioning governments and uh yeah. those and powers and I think uh, originally, uh, I think we used uh, religion as an outlet for certain things uh, in the lyrics when everything still had a double meaning. Like we talk about one thing, but it also could relate to something else. And we've always done that. We still do that to this day. But I think we just started being more direct in a way. But at the same time, everyone gets something different out of it, you know. And I think we've gotten better and better at the lyrics because I think, uh, again, you know, people look at the songs and they... They, they either way. interpret it exactly how you're thinking it or they interpret it completely different, but that's fine. I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. If someone looks at a painting, they're going to see one thing or another. Yeah. It doesn't matter. As long as they're getting something out of it, that's cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, for me, it's, 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 it's something cool when people that, you know, like aren't into the music generally. Like I had a guy I used to work with, he was into heavy metal, you know, the earlier stuff, yeah. but not so much death metal. So, you know, once he realized I was in a band, he checked out some of the stuff and he checked out the new record and he... You know, not only checked out the music, but he was just like, you know, the lyrics. The, I see what you guys are saying, and I, I get it. You know, it's, it's really cool. So someone that's not really quite into it kind of like looks at it, gives it a chance, and like gets something out of it, and understands where you're coming from, and, and he's like, yeah, it's done. You know, intelligently. You know, it's like, uh, like yeah. So he wasn't know, he didn't know what to expect. It, so to hear that was cool. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so yeah. I mean, I think we've gotten better at it, and and I think. You know the dark element is still there, and especially Definitely. in the production and 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 lyrically too. It's just uh, you know, and that's the way we're going to continue. You know, yeah, you guys keep growing and absolutely changing. Um, given the current deliver, uh, divided political climate in the U.S., do you think any of that could influence you guys' lyrics on the future albums? It's been influencing us for years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we tend to, you know, we're not really. Any politics we put into our music is usually done in such a way where it's like, you know, it, it, it could be interpreted in a number of ways, you know what I mean? So we're not kind of blatant about it. But, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of inspiration in the world between politics, war, religion. You take those three things, forget it, you know, it's like... There's a lot of evil in the world. A <laughs> ton of stuff. Yeah, and that's what we've always written about was the darker sides of mankind. And, and, and we kind of, like, look at it as opposed to, like, you know, we don't glorify one side. We just look at the other stuff and we say, hey, this is kind of fucked up. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what we write about. It's just reality, really, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Truth out there. So you say you have uh, four new songs ready for the next album. Are you guys uh, planning on recording later this year, next year? Probably early next year. I think we're going to try and do some writing maybe on the European tour because uh, we're very busy on this tour, busier than I thought as far as like, I mean, you know, we're doing everything, so it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, but I think in Europe we'll, we'll be more relaxed for us because we don't have to do as much, So uh, except for play and sleep. So, you know, I'll have a little <laughs> more time. So the plan is to do some writing on that tour, and then definitely once we get back in December, just hard hit the writing, finish it up, and then get into the studio early next year. Hopefully get it out by the summertime.
Uh, you guys first played in San Diego in the 1992 with the Gorophobia. Do you have any memories or anything? Remember anything from that show? Not one thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone will remind me. Somewhere. I, off the top of my head, I, I can't remember. Have you, uh, but that was a cool tour. I mean, that was awesome. You know, have you like, noticed any kind of changes in the U.S. between then and now playing shows? Ah, I mean, if anything, it's probably, you know, back then on our first tour, it was so fresh and new and there was a lot of people coming, you know. I mean, there was a lot of, there was the energy was just like, you know, because it was a new type of music, you know what I mean? So, that being said, it's like now I think it seems like that energy and feeling is starting to come back. Because we're starting to see like a lot more people coming out or, or a lot more, I don't know how you explain it, it's just like the younger people yeah, are coming out and the younger, younger people yeah, are into it. And, you know, that comes in waves, you know, with all kinds of music. So it seems like it's on a quite an upswing now, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, we're playing shows uh, in cities. Like, we played a show in Dallas, and it was like there was, like, two big tours. I think it was a Napalm tour and the Voivod tour that got together, did a big festival show. Then you had another band playing over here. There was another concert there, and then we had ours. And we had a good show, and we know the other shows went well. So it's like that means that there's a lot of people coming out. There's a lot of younger people coming out. We see that, and, and it just means the music... The underground music and, and heavy music is, is getting more popular now, which is yeah, which is awesome, you know. Yeah. And it's definitely an ups, an upswing. So I mean, that's to me, that's what's kind of it's kind of reminiscent of back in those days, you know what I mean? Which is good. Yeah. So. Um, got a couple more questions for you. So, um, when you're not on tour making music, what do you got some of your uh, guys' hobbies and interests? Touring and making music. <laughs> <laughs> and what else is there? I mean, you know, we're so busy with that, which is a good thing. You know, it's like uh, I'm happy to be busy with that. Yeah, for the most part, you know, uh, my interests are pretty much everything that has to do with either music or, you know, video production or lighting or, you know, anything that's dealing with the music or entertainment industry. I've, that's what I do for work and that's what I've done all these years. So it's like. I think you said, mentioned before you uh, work uh, with a lighting company. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done, you know, programming lighting I've done you know lighting customer service sales stuff I've done uh, you know I still do video stuff to this day whether it's for weddings or for heavy you know for, for our videos or whatever it is you know what I mean so it's cool because I'm, I was lucky enough to get into the jobs that I've always had always I would get into stuff that I was interested in that I could also kind of use with the band as well you know what I mean so was, I, I any jobs I've had as much as I've worked at them I've always enjoyed the work even though it was not the band but at least it was like you know something I knew in the future I could, ah, I yeah, could use, use I could learn something and use it for the band you know yeah, so exactly. so I've been lucky in that sense so. so you helped out with a lot of the more uh, recent videos you guys have yeah I mean uh, me and my friend shot the last two that we did and you know like he'd help me shoot them and then I just edit them and put them yeah. together so yeah, you know it's uh it's it's nice to be able to do it and look you know it's like videos are very expensive so you know if we could consuming. do it, if you could do it yourself, you know, you do it, you know, because <laughs> it's just, we know what we want and we know what we're trying to achieve, you know, and, and we've had, you know, we've had guys do it, like Tommy Jones, who also works with Nuclear Blast, he's done a couple of videos for us and has done a phenomenal job, you know, uh, like he's super busy and, you know what I mean, so it's like, sometimes you just gotta, if you're able to do stuff yourself, you do it, you know, so, so we try and do as much as we can, because that, that side of it's important too, you know what I mean, so. Uh, yeah, the visual aspect. To me, not as important as the music. But. No, but but it's something I think you know. 
just maybe with the younger kids or in general it's just I think it's important in the sense of getting the music out there because I think a lot of people as much as they listen to music they're also they're constantly on the Instagram or on YouTube or whatever and they I've noticed I mean you know we'll release a video a year after a record and people will be like oh wow cool new song you know like because they, they maybe didn't even catch the record that came out or whatever or maybe they don't know the band but the video comes out and there it is and they see it and now you're introducing yourself to somebody new you know what I mean so so it's important you know so that's the thing so it's it's a good way to promote and just kind of get the music out there you know uh, so yeah so I'm just happy that you know we're able to kind of do certain things like that on our own and just make it happen for ourselves when it's not always you know accessible you know what I mean yeah, I financially more, you know what uh, I mean control over the overall vision and yeah, aspect of you know it I mean I think you know the more you can do for yourself the better you know it's just in this day and age that's kind of the way it is you know what I mean it's always it's great when you can do like super professional big stuff but you know not everybody has the budget for that so you have to kind of like you know if you could make things happen on your own you do it you know you guys uh, did the Skyon Fest in the Pomona. Uh, I don't remember how many years ago. Oh right? yeah, 2011 probably. Uh, how did you guys get connected with that? I think you guys have an EP or like on a compilation or something with that oh, too. Oh yeah, that was the Providence EP. Uh, I guess between uh, Nuclear Blast and our booking agent, however that worked out. I guess between the two of them, Cyan at the time was doing that Cyan AV and they were promoting basically they were just uh, promoting the arts uh, supporting the arts so it would be all different kinds of music it wasn't just metal but the fact that they did metal as well was great so they would have that festival every year and they'd take a few bands every year and they'd say hey we're going to do a music video for you or we're going to do an EP or you know and then that would be given out to people free you know so it was awesome I mean we they did the they gave us the budget for the uh, Glorious Epic video first. And then after, I guess, that was done, uh, somehow we ended up getting the offer to do the, e the EP, which also they, they you know, uh, paid for a video and supported us on the tour for that. So it was, like, phenomenal, you know. It was, like, a great thing. And then when all said and done, the rights to the music go to us, too, you know. And Nuclear Blast was cool. They were just like, yeah, do that. You know, they weren't up. They didn't worry about it. To them, it was a good way to promote the band. So they said, yeah, go for it. That's a great thing, you know. opened up to a lot of newer fans. Sure, you know. So it was just something cool to do. So it was a win for everybody, really, you know. And it's awesome because these kids would get to come out to the concerts for free. They, they did that free. I mean, unfortunately, I guess it's not. they're not doing it anymore. But while it lasted it was very cool oh, it was you know great. it was a very cool thing you know and we were like that's you know it was really yeah, awesome yeah, we had a blast awesome. yeah man i mean it was really cool so you know while it lasted it was it was nice but that ep now that we have with us you know we we have it with us and we're able to you know sell it at yeah, the, on our online or here so yeah now people can it's available for people to get because i mean some people are buying this thing on eBay, the original one, for like way too much money. You know, it's, it's a little crazy. So, so now we have it. People can get it from us at a reasonable price. <laughs> so you know, you don't have to pay a billion dollars for like a little CD. I got a. We got one more question for you. If there was any band you guys could play with, what band would that be? I think we play with them all around. <laughs> it's like we play with just about every band in the scene that I could think of off the top of my head. I mean, we're 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 the type of band that could play with just about anybody. I mean, we we get along with everyone. We always have a good time. Like Dark Funeral, for instance, we we got on some shows with them in um, in uh, Australia, and it was great. Super cool guys. We had a great time. It was a great uh, great three shows. But just in those three shows, we like 
you know, they were super cool, and I'm sure we'll do something with them again, you know. So, you know, it's just cool. We, we, we just love touring with whoever, you know. It's like, it's always cool to tour. It's cool to tour bands that you know for years, and it's cool to tour new bands and, you know, yeah, do something different. Meet new people, see new Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we get along with everybody, so we're okay. <laughs> well, uh, thank you very much, Bob. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank you for uh, coming out and for the interview. Thank you. Good luck on the rest of your tour. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, thanks uh, for everything, and uh, hope the rest of the tour goes uh, swimmingly like it has so thank far. Thank you. It's been great. We appreciate all the support this tour's been getting. I mean, us and Blood Incantation are like super psyched that people are coming out to these shows and supporting this small tour. But it's it's going yeah, really no, good, so amazing. we're all happy, and we appreciate the 30 years of support some of you guys have been giving us. And uh, we will have a new album next year, so we look forward to that and coming back down here in the near future. So Definitely thanks. catch Incantation. I mean, Immolation. What the hell, man? <laughs> Who used to be in it? That's, that's right. what I was thinking about. We have Immolations on a tour. Mr. Catch them while you're out there. Um, also, look out for that new album. And if you haven't picked up Atonement, please do. One of the best albums that came out a couple years ago. Definitely one of the top ones. Uh, for Vince, Israel, Metal Swap Talk. We'll see you in the pit. Right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Uh, so, Vince and Brian had a chance to go up to Santa Ana for the Enforcer and Warbringer uh, show. And they had a great time up there, uh, hanging out with uh, with some cool fucking people, right, Brian? Yeah, that was with uh, that was at Malone's in Santa Ana, which uh, me and Vince had never been to, but that's a yeah, I really like that venue. That place is badass, dude. It's like uh, for you San Diego folks, it's kind of like going to Brick, but it has like it's a little bit bigger, has two stages, two stages, two stages so there's no stopping between bands. Yep. And they have food there and like a big ass outdoor area. Yeah, big patio. Yeah, um, we had one complaint. <laughs> yeah, the beer selection could have been uh, a little bit better. Did they have a maybe we're beer, beer snobs. snobs. I don't know. We are beer snobs. You are from beer San snobs. Diego. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing we liked that we had there was Lagunitas IPA, which is like not our favorite, but it's definitely not the worst thing to drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were with Andy fucking Ford. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Tanner Poppet. Raise a radio. Razor Radio. Might have uh, heard him. Big yeah. shout out to Razor Radio. So we look very red. So if it looks like we're um, being watched by the Predator. We are. Oh, you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's because the, the red light district, the light that they had above us. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And those guys are very um, cool and professional. And I appreciate us, them having us on. And way more pro than what we do. But, uh, you know. <laughs> They're it, coming down, right? They are. They're going to be there at the Metal Swap Meet uh, broadcasting live. Awesome. Either broadcasting live or you know, broadcasting upload later, which is probably what they're going to do. Yeah, Andy and Tanner, <laughs> they were really cool. and They were, they were amazing. Awesome guys. Had a good time with them, and it was a cool show, and bands were good. And Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool venue if you get a chance to go there at Malone's. It was it, it was really neat. Yeah, I'd like to get a show booked there sometime, too. Let's do it. Sounds like a great place. It was. Um, so, yeah, we're going to... You guys could check this out, um, and uh, you know we'll talk to you after this uh, interview. So, I, uh, what was the first one where it was like kind of Getting I guess bigger. outside of your of your driveway? Yeah, it was so, it was in my driveway. Yeah, that, we had about 200 people that year, and we had like something like 15, 20 vendors. That's um, awesome. Then we kind of found out that that was something people liked. Wow. So, and and then uh, so. Uh, how many vendors typically do you have at these uh, San Diego yeah, Metal Swap? Yeah, where are you looking this year? D 
this year we're going to have over 50. Over 50, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, over 50. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be the most vendors we've ever had. And uh, going to have Kayton down there hi uh, DJing? Kayton will be DJing yeah. from Hyrax. Yeah. Yep. He's going to be spinning the metal, the, all, the good, yeah. all the good old school and new stuff. Uh, he never plays any new stuff. He always plays old school. He told me a couple years ago, that's your job, Andy. You play the new shit. I'll play the old shit. Yeah. Like, well, right, we're going to be playing new shit when we're when we're there promoting it, so it's going to be oh, yeah. really fun. fun oh, yeah. So. oh, yeah, fun stuff. Uh, who else we got coming? We got Warlord coming out probably. Um, uh, give us a couple vendors. Probably JP. Probably like, uh, what is it, Morbid? Morbid Reality? Yeah. Oh, man, we have like everybody. Um, nuclear Blast? I'm not sure we have Nuclear yeah, Blast. Yeah. Any of the labels coming out? Um there are some. I'm kind of drawing a blank. I should have brought uh, like, a, <laughs> like a card with a cheat sheet. Uh, you got Brain coming out, uh, which is uh, the Grindcore label he's got. I can't remember. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, like like I said, it's over 50. Um, in our last podcast, I read like half of them off. All right. And it, I can't even remember a single one right well, now. Where can people find your podcast? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's like a, a thing we just started this year. It's uh, um, called Metal Swap Talk. <laughs> I like uh, it. Yeah, and it's uh, we just do it talk. whenever we can. So far, it seems like it's been every I enjoy uh, two it. or three years, yeah, two yeah, or three I weeks, enjoy not it, years. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vince is also uh, one of the the hosts on it, along with uh, Israel, who does yeah. The, uh, swap me with you. Metal swap me with me. Yeah. And uh, you're also in Necro Chamber, right? Yes, that's right. How long have you guys been a band? It's, uh, I got the press kit this week. It's not bad. Yeah, the band started in about 1998, but it, but it took about until 2011 until we started uh, getting, getting people mm -hmm. together and playing shows. And right just re released our uh, new album uh, earlier this year. Cool, cool. Uh, I got the press kit thanks to uh, your manager. <laughs> you are managing him, right? Uh, so just helping out. <laughs> no real, way, no. Real quick, who, who's who's playing this year? Because I know you always have bands playing. Night every, Demon. Just Night Demon, that's Night it? Night Demon. Okay. Yeah, we, we're not trying to turn it into like a metal festival. We figure that's... They wanted to be a swap meet. You just have yeah. one band typically per, yeah, per year. just close it out. Yeah. 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 Who was it last year? It was uh, Anger's Art, right? Last year we didn't have a No, band. the year before was, it was Anger's Zoom. Art. It was, uh, Anger's Art played a couple years ago. I know the that. The year before was actually Jack Panzer. Yeah. And then the year before was Exhumed? It was Exhumed, okay. yeah. I we, went, yeah, that one was fucking packed. We it was had, packed. We, we, had, we outgrew that well, place. You had, mm -hmm. Yeah, so how big is this place now that you have as compared to the one, say, a couple years ago? Or compared to your driveway. Yeah. It's well, a, dude, It's a little I mean, bigger than the driveway. <laughs> it's a big yeah, it's outdoor, big outdoor um, like commercial area. Where at? Uh, so it's in the Miramar area of San Diego. Is it the same place that was at Fightertown, last right? year or the year before? Last year, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of breweries and restaurants right in here. So we're not going to actually sell any beer, but there's plenty of places people walk into, and there's no like wristbanding or anything like that. So to make it easier for how, people to get in. And how much is it to get in? Uh, it's going to be $10 to get in, uh, and 12 and under are free. And nice. it starts at that time? Plant the seed, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it starts at 11. Okay, cool. Just, yeah. just want to enter yeah, that's it. A, that'll be a Setting Sun Sake Brewing Company in Miramar area of San Diego. Fire San Town. Diego has the best like breweries, in my opinion. Some yeah, of the best. Over Some 200, best. yeah. It's, it's just crazy. in San Diego, guy County. I, I yeah. will let you guys know a little thing. Uh, Angelo brought us that uh, Inner Night. Yeah, the Pilsner, it was right. good, dude. I liked I, it. I didn't open any of the cans, but I had one of the whiskey on, on tap. I didn't like it. Refreshing, oh, I, right? I, yeah. I didn't like it that much. I think Armored Saint Symbol Salvation Beer from Burial is a little better. Well, it's a better, better band, better beer, I guess. That's how it goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. I, I didn't like it. I had it on tap. They got it on tap with the whiskey. Okay. And I'm glad I didn't open the can to the answer. I'm just going to hold on to it because it's a beer. Right. I, I like the Trooper beer better, too. I like it. And I liked it. I, I do like it better uh, to Lamote, and I'm, I work for fucking Nelson. 
What is the best, in your opinion, though? Best metal beer I've had so far? I had the Black Dahlia fucking beer that they had at Metal and, and, and uh, Beer last year. It was fucking awesome. I can't remember the name of the brewery that did it. Uh, but, you know, and then there's a, uh, just a metal brewery called Burial. And they just make some of the most wicked fucking beer. And they're going to be at Metal Beer. So. so, And what about you guys? Do you, do you guys actually taste any of the beers beforehand or whatever? Just to kind of say, mu- would this work with, with uh, the San Diego Metal Swap Meet? Or is I it- taste as much beer as I okay. can. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. I like that answer. So, right. Yeah. Um, th- there's This is all microbreweries around us. Yeah. We're San Diego's not, great for it. We're not selling any, like, you know, commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not selling any beer. So yeah. You got to have a license for that. No. So don't, don't rate them. <laughs> but uh, if you guys do know that the one that everybody always drinks is Lagunitas is from the Bay Area. Okay, yeah. yeah. Pet- Petaluma, that's Hellbender's hometown. Mm-hmm. Just tastes like beer to me, so. Yeah. That's all well, I care some about. people don't care, you know. It works. I've been getting real as I get older. More, dude. If somebody handed me a PBR Coors Light, I'd fucking do. Take this shit, boy. No. And I used to drink that shit all the time. It, now it, I can't even think about drinking it. It's kind of cool, the Metal Swami. It kind of reminds me, I haven't been to Europe, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like a community that just comes out and just fucking rages for a Well, day. you know, they tried to duplicate that in L.A. a few times over the last 10 years. And yeah. You know, this exa- I never I, went to that. How did those work out? The one that they did with Warlord, well, they had too many bands. They turned it into more of a festival. That's mm. what makes you guys great. You only had the one band, and it's all fucking commerce during the day and yeah. talking metal and oh fuck I got that patch or fucking look was that sticker or dude it's first pressing you know, or, you yeah, know some people are a little older and maybe they can't stay out all night and have a kid or young children so sometimes and, they show and, up and, real quick and, and the, the little yeah. older guys are the ones who usually have money to buy mm-hmm. the fucking good shit you know what I mean yeah. so I want to switch topics real quick I want to go to this gentleman's uh, go ahead, project um, so what's going on in your world um, I just actually came back from uh, Mexico on tour with uh, Melakesh, a band from uh, Jerusalem. Yeah, I knew there. I had him play the joint. Yeah, it went good. Uh, played about uh, eight shows down there, all through Mexico. It went pretty good. Yeah, are they're you, mad are for you still, Are you working on a new record or anything, or just release something? Yeah, or? there's a new record in the works. I don't know when it's going to be recorded or finished. So, and uh, we're going to play some of your band here in a minute. Uh, you guys got any more shows this year or anything? Uh, with the Melakesh, they do have some more shows okay. coming up in Europe. I think uh, Portugal and, and I think a Steel Fest next year in Finland. Wow. With my, uh, my, my band here locally from San Diego, Necro Chamber. Uh, we don't have no shows set up yet, but we would like to play up here in L.A. or Orange County well, area. we can set that up. Uh, we, we know a promoter. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. So uh, That's something we've been uh, trying to get to and slowly build, build our, our audience more. And real quick before we let you guys go, I want some. Play some Necro Chamber. Well, right no, hold on a second. I want to get some links real quick yeah, for, the, for, gonna, the, yeah, for the audience. We're definitely do that. So where can people find the San Diego Metal Swap Meet? Uh, where's um, it going to be held again? So it's going to be at um, the Setting Sun Sake Brewing Company in San Diego. That's in the Miramar area. Mm-hmm. Okay. October nineteenth. Uh, yep, October nineteenth. Starts at eleven. Eleven to five. That's when the band will go on. Um, you can find us at metalswapmeet.com or just search Metal Swap Meet on Facebook. And you can check out our podcast and YouTube channel, Metal Swap Talk. Cool. And uh, we're going to be down there doing uh, this kind of talk. What do you think? I, I guess they want our shitty fucking banter out there, so we're going. So cool. <laughs> we're, we're attracting a fun crowd. Love uh, it. What track do you want us to play? Uh, you can pick uh, how about the Flesh Ripper. Seems uh, to be Flesh one Ripper like. from Echo Chamber right now on Razor Radio. Yeah. The Bartle thing. Hogan actually taught him how to play double bass. Is that right? Yep. Taught him to incorporate the double bass, and Lombardo becomes the god of double bass drum. And he never heard of a trigger ever. Yeah, he's pretty good at 
double bass, that's for sure. Yeah. What do you guys, well, have you heard that new uh, uh, suicidal song they did uh, about a year ago, Luster Life, the, the big video? Where well, Lombardo's so. playing the little, we're going to go out on that. Lombardo's uh, playing a little five-piece kit. Dude, it's like in the middle of a skate park, isn't it? In a skate park, and yeah. then you got Ozfest shits and skaters everywhere. But he's on a little five-piece kid playing with Suicidal, and he's just throwing in these fills. Like, you know, you're like, oh, fucking Lombardo. He's just like, a carry you could have had, you know, just showing off. <laughs> it looks like he's having fun. That's good, isn't it? That's, that's what you want from your heroes, so. Uh, that was a band that got me into punk. Hey, what about you guys? Dude, so I, hold on a second. I want to talk about, like, some San Diego shit. Because well. San Diego has well, I a, brought up Gene Hogan. He's from San Diego. Has a, has a, yeah, but new bands, like, like Beekeeper and stuff, Nukem? rule, dude. Yeah, like, are there any bands Necro that Chamber? I'm not, uh, not aware of? That uh, yeah, who are the up and coming bands? You guys think? I know you promote shows down there, Casey. Uh, try not to. <laughs> um, I know your pain. What do you think, uh, V? Local metal bands that you're you're into? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are probably more popular and already more well known already. But San Diego. Yeah, but there's maybe Cave Bastard is kind of newer. Uh, Eucharist is good. Eucharist. Um, I'm disappointed that Uni- Unicorn Death stopped. I really like uh, Yeah, they, they had I like an interesting too. demo. Uh, yeah. They played a bunch of shows for us with the Hate War. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we talked to Cassie at the. At the I'm still mad at her. At Exodus. Yeah, because he didn't shit. Cassie save was supposed fucking. to save me a shirt, and I came back and said, Oh, I sold him all. I fucked up. I'm like, uh, oh, I love you too, Cassie. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, because I, I collect old Exodus shirts. But, yeah, yeah Circleoth is another good band, too, that people need to go What check about out. some of the old ones, guys? Uh, Psychotic Walls? Psychotic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mower. Remember Mower? Yeah. I try, Santa, I try not to I try remember not to. Mower, yeah. Got some, um, got Rat some. were originally from San Diego? Yes, they sure. were. They were known as Mickey Rat then. Cage mm-hmm. is another more popular well, one. Well, I like Cage. Cattle Decapitation. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of them Norm was in playing drums at one point, right? <laughs> Discord's another more popular one. Yeah, yep. Discord, Condemned. Yeah. Right, we just uh, saw them play with Lazarus Casket about uh, what three months, two months ago? Three, I think it was three months ago. Oh, yeah, that was a killer. Downey, that was a good show. Killer place. Had, yeah. It was on a Tuesday night. They had taco. The guy making tacos right next to the radio thing. So we had to smell El Paso all night long. It was uh, kind of cool because I ate lots of tacos. That's terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> El Paso is not good for me. <laughs> Nothing's uh, good for Andy anymore. It's not on the diet anymore. You know? Duh. All he's got to stick to is water and grapes. I'm drinking seltzer water. <laughs> so, how, it, how long do you uh, guys plan on doing the uh, Metal Swap Meet for? Is it just going to keep rolling and rolling until the wheels fall off? Or is, yeah. are you planning on expanding it or, or anything? Maybe bankroll it into like a multi-million dollar business and I can retire. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. That sounds great, dude. <laughs> Let's all do that. <laughs> Let's all do that. I'm just waiting for this thing to go national. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, I really don't know. Like ten years, we've been doing it. Never no. thought we'd do it this long. That's fucking rad, though. Huh? Um, we just take it year by year. I don't think we focus much further he- ahead than one year. Do you know? Do you That's know, good. I can pretty much answer that. You know why we do this? Like this radio show? Why you? You do this stuff. It's because we fucking love it. Right. It has nothing to do with making money or fucking any of that shit. It's because mm. we fucking love. Yeah, it's because we're fans of music we and love metal, metal and like and everyone <laughs> else here. And, and the biggest thing that you said to me tonight, Brian, that fucking just fills me with joy, is you're letting all the kids 12 and under free into swap meet. And nothing like that sports metal. That yeah, yeah. When you uh, when you're there and you see kids walk in and their eyes light up, uh, you know that makes the hard work all worth it. Oh hell yeah. Well, the other good thing that you, uh, the other good reason why you're doing it too, there's not a lot of uh, all ages venues anymore, That's so it's, it's kind of nice to like have something for the kids 
you know, to do that are into metal because there's not a lot of shows that they could go to. Like tonight, they couldn't fucking. It's funny because we were talking about that. They couldn't go see Warbringer tonight because it's 21 and over. You yeah, know? we were talking about that on, on the breaks we were having over there uh, when I grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, dude, Ruthie's Inn was basically the Black Castle uh, for you when you grew up. But Ruthie's Inn was a real bar that had a liquor license and everything. But they would serve anybody that would walk up to the bar. I mean, I was 15 years old the first time I ordered a drink there. And trust me, at 15 years old, I looked about 12. I didn't even look 15. You know what I mean? That explains a few things. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it, was, it was our fair place to go. Because before that, if we were going to an all-age venue, we had to get something to drink it before we went to the show. Absolutely, uh, yeah. And it was usually fucking Dukeiper peppermint schnapps, 100 proof. <laughs> and I can't even smell. I'm 15 years old. I still can't smell that shit. <laughs> You remember drink? Oh, it tastes like toothpaste. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It tastes like toothpaste. That's fucked up. Yeah, give him mint taste. You never had pepper schnapps? No. You haven't led a life yet, Tanner. I only know it from the Stone Age movie, so I let, that's that's it. For me. <laughs> that's we all used, I'm gonna stick it we to. We used to do stupid shit like play uh, quarters with a shot glass and a dime with pepper schnapps. Hundred proof to Kyber. Yeah, that was before they had the fireball stuff. Yeah. So oh, they yeah. had the. Yeah, think about fireball, avalanche man. Avalanche and uh, what's uh, the all other that one? crazy shit. Yeah. Think about fireball though. I want my whiskey to taste like whiskey. I don't know. It's an Irish thing. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I said I could talk about San Diego. What's your favorite fucking San Diego metal memory uh, metal show from down there? I mean, I lived down there for almost 10 years. I was in Santee. And uh, I like Iguanas. It's probably my favorite place. But well, that's my a, favorite. It, but hold on. It's Tijuana, but it's still okay, San Diego. Okay. But my favorite metal memory, uh, I was in Local 12, the union down there, working uh, down in uh, Chula Vista a lot, uh, bulldozer making house pads. And a cat D8. And this kid that was on the unit goes, Man, you gotta come with me to this coffee shop downtown. It's like 2005, 2006. All right. And uh, you see this band called Toxic Holocaust Play. I'm unaware of it. And I was, you know, I still brought a union bulldozer, going a few metal shows. And we walk into this coffee shop downtown San Diego. And every kid in there looks like I look like in 1983, 84, And I'm like, What the fuck is going on here? And it, the refresh movement, and it was the first time I saw it, and it was just like, kid's got a creator shirt. I saw that tour, he's like, what? No, no, no. Dude, they were all fucking, like, 20, 21, and they had the flipped up hats, it's just like we did, and they're like, what the fuck? I, in a million years, couldn't think that that movement would come back around. And that's, and when, he got, that's when he got divorced soon after, and then fucking... Pretty much, yeah, I came back in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that was the catalyst. <laughs> but that's my favorite San Diego metal. What do you guys got? You lived there longer than I did. Um, for me, I think it was um, when I worked at Blumini, we... Uh, I got good memories of that place, too. Yeah, we got to vend at a King Diamond show at 4th and B. That's not there anymore. Yeah, That's I remember 4th and B. Yeah. Wow. And I was setting up, and I got to watch King Diamond... I saw Slayer there, actually. ...do a um, sound check with just me and the whole room with three songs. So that was well, one that, of my highlights. Did, did he have makeup around? on already, or just... No, but he didn't have the makeup on yet. Okay. <laughs> he was Kim at that point. He, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that was pretty neat. What about you, V? Uh, that was a... Been a lot of good concerts and shows and events down there. Too many to really think of which one could be my favorite. All right, give us a couple of them. Uh, the younger talk, days bitch. at the old Osoma, you could see stuff like Napalm Soma. Death, Carcass, and Brutal Truth. Or I had a girl. I had, I had a wife that was more mainstream, but I saw Slayer play there with Unsane. I saw. I, asked I saw Zombie there. there. I saw. And uh, my ex-wife was into Trivium. I saw them like three times there. Uh, and we saw some good punk shows and shit there. Yeah, uh, I like some. It's gone now, huh? No, it's uh, on its third location now, I believe. I think so. I like the one that was down by the sports arena. No, that's, oh, where yeah. it's, that's where it's still at. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. 
Uh, I also have one more memory for you guys. I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe you guys are there. Uh, I was in the Navy, 88, 32nd Street, and Judas Priest came down on the Ram It Down tour with Slayer on South of Heaven opening for him at the Sports Arena. And I don't know if you guys remember that show, but it was before arenas had the, the seats on the floor that were all connected, and they had folding metal chairs in rows for this concert. That's and a bad idea. They were not prepared for Slayer. And Slayer came out and opened up with Angel Death. That was when they opened with it. And the first 50 rows of those metal chairs just went flat. And they threw them in a big thing, and they were going around the chairs like it was a fucking Indian war dance. It was yeah. crazy. I remember Ray going, yeah, they weren't ready for us, were they? It's fucking great, it's dude. It's shit like that that changed the whole thing in arenas, because you'd never go to arena now and see fold, and maybe if it was a wrestling match. Right. And where they got to beat each other with. But a regular show? No way. I wonder if they had to pay for that, like... I'm sure thing. someone probably did. <laughs> someone. That yeah. would suck, dude. Yeah, I think we're, um, we're maybe a little bit younger, but uh, we heard about a lot of shows in the 80s, like Venom playing there and Merciful Fate yeah. and stuff, all these bands coming to San Diego before. And San Diego's great, man. I always love it. That's my favorite place to play in California is San Diego. And you know what's the best? I only got out of there because that's my ex-wife's. I'd probably still live there if I was married. You know, And their, her family wasn't there. But you know what the oldest joke in the world is, right? The easiest job in the world is to be this, the weatherman in San Diego, California. <laughs> hey, Bob, over to you with the weather. It's going to be nice. Back to you, Phil. <laughs> That's it right there. All right. We played Necro Creeper. What do you want to end it with, Brian? Any, you pick it. Any song of any band? I can find it, yeah, usually. Don't go. Don't try to get all fucking obscure on me. No, I won't. Um, why don't we just end it with Angel of Death? All right, dude. I like it. Yeah, they're getting ready to. You know, the cool thing is I'm going to the final show, and I live with a, a, a guy in Southgate. We live two streets over from the Southgate Park in the auditorium where Slayer played their first show on Halloween 81. I'm taking him to see the last show. And he, him and his brother were both there, so that would be fun. But anyway, this is a little Slayer. Uh, we're in Razor Radio. Our next broadcast, we're going to be at Grill Mall for the Iron Maiden Trooper Party. Uh, Trooper Beer sponsoring it. I'm excited, dude. So... Yeah, let's fucking do it. Thanks, Thank guys, you, gentlemen, and we'll on. see you guys next month. Absolutely. Thank you Thank so you much guys. for all the help, it. too. It's we great appreciate that it, so. we uh, did this after, you know, it's good. And nice to great. meet you guys as well, and uh, we'll be back next time. See ya! Yo, Radio off the air. Um, so, uh, last one before the Metal Swap Meet, uh, we want to thank everybody who's been supporting this thing since day one, uh, or if you've been supporting us just since uh, yesterday. Uh, we hope that we see you there. We are... You know, working on this as hard as we can, and I think we've we've come up with a really good combination of good stuff that's coming, uh, signings and and you know all uh, whatever we can do to make it a, a a great event and a happy event and a an enjoyable enjoyable event for all of you guys who are out there who've supported this, um, for all of our friends who've been there since day one and our vendors and our sponsors and and everybody, um, you know, thank you, thank you from the bottom. Might even of be hearts. a little surprise later, maybe. Shh. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're we're planning on something, but you know, if we can do it, we will let you know about yeah. it. We're 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 working on it, so we have a little more surprise. The the more uh, stuff we have for the celebration, the better, right? We might pull off something big, you know, like um, you know, me showing off my back piece <laughs> tattoo, you know. Dude, your your uh, man wore butt tattoo. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is pretty epic. So you you guys never know if. It could be something huge. Yeah, yeah. If we uh, have enough people there, it might happen. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, checking out the Metal Swap talk. This is, I don't think this is the end of it because the swap meet's coming up. No, uh, just because the Metal Swap meet's over, we're going to keep doing this. We kind of like doing this. We're all friends, and yeah. 
you know, we, uh, we, we all have like different skills and stuff or lack of skills as far as this team, this trio that we have. <laughs> um, so keep, keep tuning in. If you got any suggestions for us, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. And remember, share this uh, video, give it a like, comment on it. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. That's kind of like, seems like to be the best place for it. Yeah. We want to become uh, influencers like uh, Lady Gaga or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah the, fi- the fire, f- the, we're, we're hoping the, the metal swap is not going to end up like the fire festival though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But you want, might win a, two VIP passes, right? Yeah, you might win Wait. two of VIP passes, uh, which is slightly better than um, fire festival passes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't have to camp out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Enough to de- deserted island. We'll have better drinks than there. Dude, way better drinks and way better entertainment. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, come out on Saturday. We'd love to see you. Um, and like we said, if you have any questions, concerns, or whatever, uh, hit us up on our Facebook. Hit us up on um, Instagram or on um, our website, which is, uh, you know, metalswapme.com. We have a contact page there as well. Uh, for Brian, Vince, and myself, uh, we'll see you on fucking Saturday. We'll see you in the pit. Yep. And farmersonly.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>